This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... When David was battling, he stayed close to God. When he rested, he drifted. When Solomon was building, he stayed close to God. When he rested, he drifted. When Hezekiah had the threat of the enemy or the pain of physical suffering, he stayed really close to God. And when he didn't, he drifted. So sometimes the best thing we can do is run towards the battle line because that is the very thing in life that will make us stay close to Jesus. Welcome or welcome back to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. My name is Brandon, and I'm looking forward to today's conversation with Pastor Christian, lead and founding pastor of Journey. We will be discussing his most recent message in our series, Difference Makers. And in this series, we are learning to chase the vision that God has for our personal lives as well as for our church. Pastor Christian, welcome back to the podcast. This has been uh, already an exciting series, an exciting season for our church. And last week, you um, unveiled architect renderings of our potential new building that could be coming here soon to journey. Would you, would you take a moment to share with our podcast audience how this series is more than an unveiling of our vision for journey but it's actually personal. Um, we actually desire to help people capture their own personal vision from God. Yeah. So, I mean, several things. One, the the series is called Difference Makers Chasing the Vision. And we told our people um, that really has a double meaning. One, we want everyone in our church chasing the vision that God has called them to, to know God, to be transformed from the inside out, to find their purpose, and then to go make a difference to do it. But we believe when enough people gather together to do that, when enough people feel called in the same direction at the same time, in the same community, that they that they form a church. We very purposefully did not put the word church in our in our mission statement uh, because because the word the word church is found in the New Testament, but not really the way you see it today as as an organization or as a building. And we wanted people to know that our mission, our vision, we believe our calling. In fulfillment of the Great Commission, in fulfillment of the Great Commandment to help people uh, know and love God, in the film, and then in fulfillment of the Great Compassion to help people see needs and realize it's it's their job as Christians to meet needs. Um, we believe God has called us to build people, and that if we if we build people, that allows God to build His church. But every time the word church is used in the New Testament. It's a Greek word, ekklesia, uh, which literally means a called out assembly. It's just a, it's a group of people that have all been called to do the same thing or a group of people who are all doing the same thing um, in assembly. So that's what that Greek word means. When it was later translated into German, the word ekklesia was, was translated into the word kirche, um, K-I-R-C-H-E, which in English, you know, became church. Uh, and people think, oh, I go to church. No, you are the church. So for us to, to think about building a building, we're, we're building a building for our church, for our group of people that is called together, but we're not building a building as the church. It's just a building. It's just brick and mortar. The church is the people. The church is the individual. You are the church. I am the church. The listeners are the church. And we believe if God's people will chase the vision that God has called them to, then we have a chance to be together who God has called us to be, uh, a group of people moving in the same direction, in the same community at the same time, who just have decided to partner together to do it because we believe we can make more of a difference together than we can apart. Well, it truly is an exciting season as people continue to chase their own personal vision and all of us doing that, doing that together, there's something really powerful that can happen. 
Your message this Sunday is centered on the life of King Hezekiah, and and you pointed out that Hezekiah's first 15 years as the king of Judah was filled with constant threats, um, specifically from the Assyrian invasion. The last 15 years of King Hezekiah's life was lived in miraculous peace. Unfortunately, um, he got comfortable, and and Hezekiah ultimately chose a mindset of comfort over calling. So the question for you, Pastor Christian, is this: What do we need to to do to avoid drifting into a mindset of choosing comfort over pursuing the calling of God in our lives? Well, Brandon, I think we have I think we have to chase God, right? I mean, when when we say chase the vision, and you know, and I don't mean that in a in a works based salvation. I don't mean that. You know, hopefully in a in a in a theologically upside down world, we believe God pursues us. We believe if we know God, it's because he has opened our eyes. It's because he has caught us. We don't believe we can work for salvation or that we can chase down God. But, but we need to pursue God. Uh, you know, in the Old Testament, Hosea said you need to press on to know the Lord. I think probably the Apostle Paul was thinking through the through the prophet Hosea when he said in Philippians three ten one of my favorite New Testament verses I want I want to know Christ I want to know Jesus more so I, th- I think as we talk about how do you pursue comfort over calling I th- I think we we've got to have a hunger and a thirst for who Jesus is and who God created us to be and and we've got to we've got to be on this road this pathway of continual transformation, uh, right? We we want to know God. We want to be transformed. We want to find our purpose. We want to make a difference. And I think a lot of people in the process, um, they desire to know God and make a difference, but they don't want to do the very, very hard and very, very lifelong work of being transformed from the inside out and working really, really hard to find their purpose. And when you find your purpose and believe the call of God on your life and in your life is your purpose, you are willing to be uncomfortable for the sake of calling. And and I mean, that's just the reality. Anyone who passionately pursues their calling is willing to be uncomfortable because calling is, is greater than comfort. Uh, you know, when I, when I look at playing college football for for four years in college you know and and I think back to those four years where I think from the age of 18 to the age of 22 you know I didn't have hardly anything but maybe water I don't know that I drank anything but water and Gatorade for four years Uh, for several years I had to eat 5,000 calories a day it was the only way to to keep the weight on um, that I needed to keep so my body could put up with the, the pounding of of playing 11 or 12 uh, football games. I, I remember for years in season eating a dozen hard-boiled eggs every day for breakfast. Thinking back on it, it's disgusting. I'm sure it was then. You say, man, how in the world could you... How in the world could you do that? Why would you put your body through that? Because my calling at the time that was really, really important to me was was to was to attempt, you know, to be kind of this high caliber athlete who uh, would would do whatever it took, get up at 5 a.m. and lift weights, stay after practice and throw, show up early and watch film. Um, you threw comfort to the side so that you could pursue and accomplish your calling. And if we're willing to do that in sports, 
how how much bigger a calling is what Jesus has called us to do? How much bigger a calling is the game of life spiritually? How much bigger a calling uh, is it to to score points spiritually and and to put points on the board spiritually when it when it comes to friends in our life who need Jesus and ministry that we can do for other people? I think at the end of the day, it's just all about. Um, it's not comfort over calling. It's it's a calling that is worth being uncomfortable for. And I think when we deeply know Jesus or are passionate about anything, if we can find a calling that's worth being uncomfortable for, we can find something that probably is worthwhile uh, in our life and in the lives of others. Pastor Christian, you challenged us in your message that as Christians, we must choose daily to have a mindset for ministry, that we must contemplate how we can leverage today for impact tomorrow. Would you be open uh, enough to to share with our podcast listeners um, what you do to daily prepare for this kind of mindset? Yes, yeah, so I, I don't I don't know that I have a recipe or a formula that, that works for everyone. I, I know what I do. I try to begin every day in prayer. Uh, and you know, my prayer journal is laid out daily so that I don't pray the same thing 365 days a year. But I, you know, I, I pray specific things on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so I, I'll, I'll pray over the same thing 52 times a year, uh, because you know, every, every Monday I'm praying over Matthew 7, 7, every Tuesday I'm praying over the prayer of Jabez. Today's Thursday. So I prayed over Ephesians 3, 14 through 16, where, you know, I reflect on what God has done. It drives me to my knees in gratitude. And then, then I pray from God's glorious unlimited resources. He strengthened my inner man with his spirit. So, you know, I've, I've got these things that I, that I pray over every day, but every day, almost every, every day of my life that I pray, uh, which isn't all of them, but it's most of them. Uh, I end my prayer by praying over my calendar. Uh, I, I literally have open in front of me everything that I will do that day, every person that I will be with that day, and the purpose of every meeting that I'm in. So b- before I ever start a day, I'm giving that day to God, and I'm asking God to do with that day what he what he has designed for that day of ministry to do so so for me it's a it's a bigger picture uh, for me pursuing the call of God over comfort for me trying to live a life of ministry and a mindset of ministry just means every day and Brandon I you know I do it on Friday I, I help coach my son's high school football team so you say how do, how do you how do you leverage uh, football for ministry is uh, literally as I pray over Friday, I, I pray that, um, I might be an encouragement. I might be a comfort to the kids. I might be a testimony to the officials. I don't always get that one right. If they're not good, if they're good, sometimes I do. Okay. Um, but I'm always thinking through the lens of here's almost every day. God, here's everything I'm going to do today. Here's every place I'm going to go today. Here's everyone I'm going to interact with today. Use it. Use it for you. I don't want to waste this day, and I don't want this day to be about me. Use it for you. So for me, I don't know that that's a recipe or a formula for everybody, but I think if you start every day with God and say, all right, God, here's everything going on. Every minute of every day, here's here's my calendar. Here's who I'm interacting with. Use today for your purposes, for your glory. I think you begin to think with a mindset bigger than the here and the now and the me, and it allows you to maybe have a little bit of a mindset of ministry and hopefully more impact long term than just the daily interactions you might have coming and going. Well, Pastor Christian, this Sunday, you talk about what's at stake. Like, this is really important. There's a lot at stake. And you pointed out in your message that from the age of 8 to 23, Manasseh, which was Hezekiah's son, watched his father make every decision as a king based on his own life and his own comfort. 
for the parents that are listening today, as a parent, what messages are we sending our children when we make all of our decisions based upon comfort? First, Brandon, um, I I hate teaching on this part of Hezekiah's life because I love Hezekiah. Um, Hezekiah is one of my one of my faith heroes. Hezekiah is one of the most historically reliable, historically remembered, historically accurate kings in all of the in the in the twenty two rulers over the kingdom of Judah, starting with David and Solomon, and uh, you know ending with Zedekiah, who was put in place by Babylon, you know, kind of almost as a as a vassal king just to collect their taxes because of archaeology. When we go to when we go to Israel, Hezekiah's tunnel, um, because of the seal of you know King you know Hezekiah the son of King Ahaz, because of the broad wall um, that you can see right right outside this little pastry store where you can get this incredible coffee. Like um, there there is there is no historical scholar in the history of the world who disputes Hezekiah existed. I mean, like he so so he's one of my guys. I love I love Hezekiah. He's inspired me. There are things in my life I've done just because I studied and learned the life of Hezekiah. And I wish that Manasseh, his son, could have seen his life from, you know, minus five to eight. Because in, in though I guess, I guess minus seven to eight. Because in those 15 years, Hezekiah's faith was, was almost unlike any king before or after him. It was legendary. But when he was eight, his dad his dad made a choice that he he wasn't concerned anymore with how his actions impacted the future he was just concerned with how his actions impacted today and in and in his formative years 8 to 23 manasseh watched a dad who uh, who wasn't going up to the temple in prayer he watched a dad who wasn't looking for the prophet isaiah and saying tell me what god wants me to do now he he wasn't watching a dad who was willing to fight the most powerful army on earth with just faith and prayer and trust and obedience and worship uh, he he watched a dad that was kind of coasting spiritually and he became the most evil king in the history of of Israel and Judah and i think it's you say what what does it do why is it why is it dangerous um when we make all of our decisions based on comfort here's why here's why i think here's why i think that's dangerous brandon because it doesn't look anything like jesus um if if we tell our kids make every decision or we show our kids a life where listen i'm going to make every decision based on me and how comfortable this is for me you are literally telling them, look away from Jesus, because there is there is a way that Jesus lived life, made decisions, loved and cared for people. And then there's another way to do it. And, I, and I'm going to and I'm going to do it the other way. And I think when we begin to make every decision based off of comfort, based off now, based off me, based off what's in it for me, rather than based on Jesus, rather than based on the gospel, rather than based on our calling, rather than based on what God has created us to do. Um, you know, we, we can raise a really selfish, really narrowly focused generation of kids and people. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I think we see a lot of that in our world today. It really is this judges 21, 25 world. Everyone does what's, everyone does what's right in their own eyes. And what's right in their own eyes is this, just take care of me. Uh, I think you could say that verse, everyone does what's best for them because what's best for them is right for them. I mean, that's a, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous place to live. And sadly, when things 
get uncomfortable when, when all that's been modeled to us throughout our entire life. And then when things get uncomfortable, we feel like we're doing something wrong, right? Oh, yeah. There, there's, there's something not working correctly. So it gives us a false sense of reality. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't want to end the podcast today without talking about this vision that we have for Journey for just a few moments. Um, we outlined last last week that if we're going to continue to pursue the mission that God has in store for us as a church, we need a bigger building. Um, we pointed out that we're just simply out of space. And you said something that that deeply impacted me um, in your message. You said this, we are not inviting you into a building project. We are inviting you into a spiritual battle. That that resonates with my heart, Pastor Christian. If if someone is listening to this podcast right now and is going to accept this invitation to enter into the spiritual battle with us, what should we be doing to prepare for this battle? Well, yeah, first you need to be asking the question, God, who have you created me to be? What have you what have you created me to do? And and that answer, by the way, is found in Jesus. God has created you to be an image bearer. God has created you in the image of his son, and he wants you to look like Jesus. And that means you're going to you're going to begin to develop and live a life of prayer. You're going to live a life of leaning into God. You're going to live a life of serving other people you're going to live a life of of seeing needs and meeting needs if if you live the life of Jesus you you're going to live life on mission for those people who said man we we want to enter this season with journey specifically um i i would say this you know you you said we we need a bigger building we'd like a bigger building i mean i i suppose we don't need one um we could we could figure out other ways to keep doing ministry like we have on sundays we could be scattered we could um you know, we could start more services. We, I suppose, could do services on different days. We'd, li- we'd like a bigger building. We think a bigger building would allow our church to be the family in this season. Uh, we'd like to be maybe all getting to sit around the same dinner table together instead of sitting in different rooms um, of the house when it's time to gather uh, and have dinner. We we think that if we had a bigger building, um, it would give us a bigger engine in in the car we're driving pursuing the call that God has given us we we don't need one but we but we'd like one uh, if we end up with one at the end of this process it be it'd be phenomenal be miraculous and i could see how god would use that powerfully but if but if we don't we'll you know we'll we'll figure out something else to do uh, but people who are invited into the process uh, man they they better learn to pray uh, they should learn to talk to God and try to hear from God. Um, they they should learn what it looks like to be generous and and to give. They should learn what it looks like to sacrifice and to give up. Um, they should they should learn what it looks like to every day think how can I leverage this day and what this day is going to bring me uh, ultimately for for the kingdom. Uh, and and I want to say this we uh, we are not just building a building for ourselves. We're going to build a building that has empty seats. So you say, I want to enter this process. Begin to think about who you're going to bring to fill the empty seat. Uh, begin to think about who needs Jesus and what God is doing at Journey. Who who needs to have their eyes open to who God has created them to be uh, and why God has created them so that they can get on mission. Because if you, if you will learn to pray and you will be willing to give uh, and then you will be willing to bring and if you are willing to serve, um, man, we are going to continue. You know, Jesus taught us to pray, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're going to continue to see God's kingdom expand right here uh, in, our, in our community if we can all live 
on mission together. But we said David and Solomon, um, you know, to, when when David was battling, he stayed close to God. When he rested, he drifted. When Solomon was building, he stayed close to God. When he rested, he drifted. When Hezekiah had the threat of the enemy or the pain of physical suffering, he stayed really close to God. And when he didn't, he drifted. So sometimes the best thing we can do is run towards the battle line, because that is the very thing in life that will make us stay close to Jesus. You say, man, I've been struggling staying close to Jesus. Then join us in this process, because I promise you it'll help you stay close to Jesus if you start battling, if you start building, if you start running towards the battle line. I promise it'll make you check often this to, to ask the commander, am I headed in the right direction at the right speed at the at the right moment? Um, start building, start battling, start fighting, start running towards the finish line, and and you'll find yourself having to, whether or not you're thinking about it or not, you have to stay close to Jesus when you're in the middle of a difficult season. Well, Pastor Christian, this this was a powerful message and a great reminder that our future impact in the lives of others begins with our mindset today. That's such a great reminder for us. And I'm really looking forward to next week's conversation with you. Once again, we are so grateful that you've listened to this episode of Activate. We pray that it has ministered to you and challenged you to live a life on mission. And as a reminder, if you would like to learn more about this exciting new season here at Journey, um, you can visit differencemaker.cc. That's differencemaker.cc. This website will provide the why, the what, and the how of this exciting new vision. Please take a moment to check it out and, and prayerfully consider how you will help us make this vision a reality. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.